As I now press record on episode number 771 of the School of Podcasting, I got to tell you, as I kind of, I don't know, peel back the curtain, I'm a little nervous about this one. I'm a middle-aged white dude, and if you've ever been in mixed company of, I don't know, any type of people, you don't talk about religion, you don't talk about politics, and you don't talk about abortion. And I'm going to add one more to that list, and that's, if you're a middle-aged white dude like I am, you don't even want to hint about anything racial. And what we're going to talk about today is going to kind of bump up against all of those, and I believe moving forward. The thing that's going to set podcasting apart is the ability to tell the truth. And we're going to get into this today. I have an example, and this is what I'm worried about. I'm going to play some clips from politicians. I'm actually anti-politician. I think they're all crooks. I think they're all owned by the banks. We could get into a whole thing and put on our tinfoil hats. So just realize the clips I'm playing today, I'm using an example of the media. And if I'm attacking anybody, that's who I'm attacking because they don't always present the facts so that we can determine the truth. So I realize this is not your typical, hey, let's talk about microphones and growing your audience kind of school of podcasting episode. But I want you to realize the power that you and I have to really build an audience when we can be trusted by our audience by delivering the truth. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I'm your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. That's where I help you plan, launch, and grow your podcast. And hey, if you want, I'll even help you monetize it. Use the coupon code LISTENER when you sign up for either a monthly or yearly subscription. And already I'm a little, I don't know, I'm a little nervous. Here's the problem. If you're the kind of person that the minute you hear, I guess you call him what now, ex-president Trump, you, like you tune out. It's, it's look, here's the thing. I, do, I guess I can just say this. I am neither pro nor anti-Trump. I'm actually a little bit of both. I really liked his stance on China, but many, many times really stupid words came out of his mouth on a fairly regular basis. And in general, I think if you're the president of the United States, you shouldn't be sending out, I don't know, 27 tweets an hour. It was crazy. In general, I think all, and when I say all, I mean all politicians are crooked. I think they're owned by the bank. And I think... I could go on. But anyway, we're here to kind of talk about podcasting. And what happened is we're going to I'm going to play some clips here of politicians to point out really how the media is bad. And I'm going to bring up the example of Charlottesville, Virginia, where a bunch of white supremacists got together and a bunch of Black Lives Matter people got together and some idiot white supremacist. Uh, he basically ran over and killed somebody with his car and injured 19. Now, that is heinous. And they just kept showing it over and over and over. And this then at a press conference led the then President Trump to say this. Very fine people on both sides. And that phrase led to this. We have big political news 
This morning, former Vice President Joe Biden is now a 2020 presidential candidate. He released a three-minute campaign video this morning calling out the 2017 white nationalist rally in Charlottesville, Virginia, and President Trump's response that there were, quote, very fine people on both sides. And a senior campaign says that for Biden, what happened in Charlottesville, quote, shook him to the core. And it is the moment that he decided he had to run. And that one phrase, you know, the phrase very fine people on the clip from CNBC was at the one minute and seven second mark and had President Biden listened basically about 55 seconds, he would have heard President Trump say this. And you had people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists, because they should be condemned totally. And again, I realize this is sounding like a political show. Hang with me. The interesting thing about this is on numerous news channels, I heard things like, he won't denounce Nazis. He won't say anything bad about Nazis. And I'm like, he just kind of did. Now, granted, there are other opportunities that he could have. And yeah, but in this case, again, Joe Biden said he ran for president because of that one clip. I'm here to say that's not all of the clip. And so when I went back and looked at this, the one thing I did find interesting is this, look, love him or hate him. The dude was the president of the United States and he kept getting interrupted. And I was like, that's one of the things we're going to talk about today when it comes to communication and truth is you have to hear both sides of the story. There's an old saying, right? There are three sides to the truth. There's your side. There's, or I'm sorry. There's three sides to every story. There's your side. There's my side and the truth. And so as we kind of look at doomsday in some cases, that seems what all the news, if you ever notice that all the news on the major media channels are about making you wet your pants, it's everything is like, oh, we're going to die. We're going to do this. And it's, it's like, okay. And do you think that global warming is going to end the world? I, I don't. And that's not to say I don't believe in global warming. That's a whole, that's, that's a classic example of what I'm talking about. On one hand, there's a ton of research. And on the other hand, there's a bunch of other people going, no, I don't think so. Here's our research. And what I would love to see is uh, uh, both those groups get together and like science should be factual, right? It should be like, hey, here's our study. Why don't you reproduce our study and see if you get the same results and we'll do the same thing for you. But I really I think the thing that's going to bring down civilization across the world is the fact that the truth is becoming very, very blurry. And I believe if we can no longer say, hey, this is true based on this, that it's going to cause things to get really bad really, really quick. And so there are two words we need to start working into our vocabulary. And that is, says who? And by that, if somebody says, iHeartRadio, number one in podcasting, says who? The answer would be, iHeart. Oh, well, that explains a lot of that. And I don't believe journalism is dead. There are people out there doing journalism. The problem is, the mainstream media, in my opinion, has got more into the entertainment part of news. They're all about the ratings. 
That's why it's time to get the widow on the set. That'll get the ratings up as opposed to relaying the actual facts. And that's the thing. Where do I get my information from? Podcasts. Why? Because in the case of Jen Briney, who does Congressional Dish, she says, hey, I'm putting the bill that I just read, which is what the media should be doing. And when you read how either all the Democrats or all the Republicans, or in many cases, all of them do horrible things, she'll go, it's right here on page 758. And you can go there and she actually says, look, if I'm wrong, please let me know because she wants to have a dialogue. And that's not what the mainstream media is doing. And this is where I think we can beat them at their own game. Yes, they have a larger microphone, but I'm talking over the years. I think the truth is going to win out when we say, look, I'm talking about this director for the new Batman movie and based on this and this and this and what I said. And we start citing our sources and people can say, oh, that person actually did the work as opposed to, well, some identified person on Twitter said so-and-so was a poopy butt. And you're like, what? Really? No, we can beat them at their own game because we can do what they're supposed to be doing. I think in the end, the truth will win. And this is not something new. Uh, if we go back, oh, wait, excuse me. I need to hit the alarm here. You guessed it. Invisible sky buddy alert. Invisible sky buddy alert. Beware. Yes. Uh, I'm going to quote the Bible. And that is in uh, John, I believe it's 18, when... Uh, Pilate, who was like the head dude there, and Jesus is kind of doing this whole trial thing. And he says, hey, dude, like, you keep saying you're the king here. Like, what are you doing here? And Jesus said, I came to testify to the truth. Now, what do you do if you're testifying? It means the truth is on trial. And I'm here to tell you the truth is on trial. It's been for a very long time. And back in... 1987, in the U.S., the FCC, which is a really weird organization that kind of is supposed to make sure we don't say naughty words on the radio and things like that, uh, removed this stipulation that said, look, you have to show both sides of the story when you are presenting a piece. It was the whole thing about being honest and letting the audience decide, huh, Now we have both sides of the story. I'm going to figure out what the truth is. But in their infinite wisdom, that was removed in 2011. And now what we have is news that is super right side. And you have news, and I'm putting all of these in quotation marks. You can't see me. Way far left. Like, I I didn't listen to him much. Maybe, I don't know, once a month, I would tune in to see what Rush Limbaugh was saying. And you know what he was saying? Democrats are idiots. And then I would tune into Samantha B, full frontal on TBS, and know what she said? Republicans are idiots. And somewhere in there, I would kind of see what was going on. And I'd be like, ah, I'm just going to go listen to Jen Briney on Congressional Dish. Or I'd go listen to the No Agenda show. Because both those shows are showing. Now, again, those are politics. And I'm, I, I kind of want to get us outside of the world of politics, but it's just so easy to show unbelievable bias and just showing one side of the story. 
And one of the things that happens is if you only hear that, oh, let's just talk about vaccinations. If all you hear are vaccinations are stupid, vaccinations are stupid, it's the government, they're trying to control your mind and blah, 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 and vaccinations are stupid, you shouldn't get one, you're going to die. And then you hear another if, if you just hang around with people that are like, did you get vaxxed yet? Vaxxed, you got to get vaxxed. We're all going to die. You got to vax, 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 vax. And you just surround yourself with those people. You end up in a group that says, how do they even think that? Because all you've heard is one side of the story. Whereas if you got together and said, well, why do you think that like the vaccination is a bunch of crap? And you say, oh, because I work in a hospital and that test where we spin around your DNA it will find any kind of ailment if you just keep spinning it. It will eventually find something wrong with you, and we think we're spinning it too much. And then when you say, hey, well, wait, why do you think we should all get vaxxed? And they're like, because there are, you know, a million people have died. And then you go, huh, well, that's weird because, and then you have this thing called a dialogue. And that's where communication happens. But if you then attack the person then what happens is communication breaks down. And when communication breaks down, you know what else breaks down? Education. Education. Learning stops. And if we stop learning, we stop moving forward. My background is in teaching. Unfortunately, I think everything can be solved with education. Like, let me just make a course for this. Um, trust me, it'll be fixed. And I realize that's not always the case, but I do know this. If nobody is listening, then nobody is learning. And if nobody's learning, then nobody's growing. And this is where, again, I think podcasts can beat the media at their own game, which is informing the public because we're more personality-based People understand us and they like us. And when we deliver stuff and we can show you that this is valuable and here are our sources and here's why I believe this. And the other thing that we're open to more than any group of people I hang out with, the one thing that podcasters are open to is another point of view. I have sat with people who are super left and I've sat with people at the same table who are super right and we actually had a dialogue. And I think we all kind of came away with, I think I have a better understanding of that person. Now, that doesn't mean you agree with that person, but you might understand where they're coming from. And this, again, is where I think podcasting can win. It'll be on a smaller scale at first, but I think in the end, we can win. Let me give you an example. Do you remember a while ago? When the whole United States, and my apologies to you if you live outside the U.S., and this might have happened everywhere, probably did, but they, everybody said fat is bad. Quit eating fat. Fat is, oh, we're all, that's why we're all fat. We're eating fat. And so here's what you need to do when you see a study that you're reading and you're thinking about using in your podcast. So in my case, I was doing a weight loss show. I still do, shouldn't, but I do, because if you look at me, trust me, I'm not losing weight. And that study that said fat is bad was funded by the sugar industry. And this is well documented. If you just do some quick research, and we're going to talk about that in a second. But in theory, it was funded by the sugar industry. Why? Because what happens when you take all the fat out of food? It tastes like cardboard. Well, how do you fix that? You pump it full of sugar. And I'm here to tell you, you can research this. 
and it will you will come to the truth that that's really what happened, that fat isn't bad for you. In fact, in some circles, you're supposed to eat more fat. In fact, you're supposed to have a fat sandwich uh, wrapped in bacon. It's called Hardee's in many parts of the United States. But the bottom line is that was something that we all saw as the truth. Oh, fat is bad. And it makes sense because this and this and that. One, there was a guy back in the 80s, his name in the United States, it was this billionaire guy named Ross Perot. And he would come on with like flow charts and graphs and explain why the U.S. government's economy was in the toilet. And I loved Ross Perot. Why? Because he cited his sources and he talked in a way that's like, hey, that guy makes sense. I was going to vote for him if I could have. He kind of quit because my guess is he was probably threatened by the major. You know, if we put on our tinfoil hat, I'm pretty sure the CIA said, hey, you're getting a little too popular. If you want to live, I know where your daughter lives. Not that that would ever happen, of course, because the United States is such a wonderful place. But I'm here to tell you, eh, see, there you go. I voiced an opinion. I'll probably be shut down. But the problem is we're not having a dialogue. And one of the things that prompted this podcast is I watched a movie on Amazon and it said no safe places. And again, this isn't kind of a a tinfoil hat kind of situation. And it is a fact that here in the United States, and again, my apologies to my friends outside the U.S. I realize I'm, I'm kind of being U.S. specific here, but it's where I live. It's what I see. And I think it does apply to everyone because, again, I, it doesn't matter where you live. Podcasting can beat the media in the long run if we deliver them something that they're not getting and something they want, and that is the truth. John Lennon said, just give me some truth, baby. And so there's a movie called No Safe Spaces with uh, it's Adam Carolla, who's uh, for at one point in time was the most downloaded podcaster, uh, and this guy named Dennis Prager, who I don't know, but the interesting thing is there are many Many things that Adam and Dennis do not agree on, but they agree on the fact that you need to have the ability to say your opinion without fear of being attacked, without being canceled, without being, you know, all the negative things. We need to have a place for dialogue. And that used to be college. When I was in college many moons ago, I remember taking a psychology class. And on day one, I'm not making, uh, did I say psychology? It's not psychology. It's the other one, but it's uh, ethics. It was an ethics class. That was it. And the first thing we had to do was get rid of God. We, we said, are there ethical truths that are just known or did God give us the truth? And they went, well, we're going to go with the first one. And that there are just general truths. And, and then if you want to do the God thing, you can say that God gave us to them, but they existed before God. So the day one, they got God out of there. And as a person who does have an invisible sky buddy, I was like, hey, 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 that's not cool. But I went along with it. I was kind of like, all right, let's see what they're doing here. And in, and I and through the course, I voiced my opinion. I said, hey, a lot of this stuff is uh, kind of weird and it doesn't make a lot of sense because I'm a, a fairly logical person. It was such a weird class. College used to be the place where you could have open dialogues. And in this movie, 
they explain how, how those two guys were going around to colleges to having a talk about free speech. And the colleges said, yeah, we don't want you to come on our campus where, you know, you're supposed to be expanding the young minds of people and actually talk about free speech. So here is a clip that what happened here was there was a college where the, the people that were in charge of Halloween, Halloween, you know, where you dress up in stupid costumes and you get candy, you know, you're like, oh, look, I'm the hot librarian. Okay, great. I'm Mickey Mouse or whatever. And uh, they decided that they weren't going to put any kind of restrictions on what you could dress up for is Halloween and people lost their mind. Check this out. So I have a vision of us as people, as human beings, that is interested not in what is different among us, but what is the same, okay? So I believe even though I'm not like you in the sense of my superficial appearance, that I can sit down and talk to you and understand understand your predicament. You know that I can listen to you. If that's not true, if you deny that, then what is the reason that you asked to be heard? Yes, what thank you. What you did was create space for violence to happen. That I disagree with. So what she said there, it's kind of hard to hear her, is you created a safe place for violence to happen. And he said, I disagree with you. And here's what happens when you disagree. No. 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 I disagree. I disagree. It's not, it's not a debate. I am sick looking at you. I am disgusted watching Alex argue with you. You were not listening. You were disgusting. And now I want your job to be taken from you. And that's the part that scares me. That's the part. When that woman says, I want your job, it's kind of weird. I live in a town called Akron, Ohio. And when I was growing up back in the day, you would kind of maybe point at somebody and yell at somebody. And if things got really bad, you would actually take it outside and somebody would punch somebody. And then if things got really bad, somebody might grab a baseball bat. Ooh, wow. That's a serious fight. Nobody, I don't think anybody ever got to a knifing stage. And sure enough, nobody had a gun. Fast forward to 2021, and I've been following the news in Akron, Ohio, and I'm here to tell you about one. It seems like every time I turn around, somebody's getting shot. And I don't mean like in a bad neighborhood at three in the morning, although that happens on a fairly regular basis. But where I used to live, I recently moved in the McDonald's, like, I don't know, four minutes from my house. Somebody walked in, had a a disagreement with somebody and shot them at 1.30 in the afternoon. Welcome to the United States. Yes. Uh, and that's a whole other thing that people can't agree on is gun control. Like I'm all, I understand that if we don't kill the deer, they're going to ruin the environment. But on the other hand, do I really need an AK 47 to shoot a big dog with antlers? I can see both sides of that. So the thing is we are, we've gone from where we used to have a, a, a fight and then maybe a baseball bat, we're just now going to know, not only do I disagree with you, I want to ruin your life. And again, when that is the deal, if we're all walking around worried about getting shot, we're not going to do anything. We're not going to move anywhere. We're not going to go anywhere because I'm afraid to be shot. And it's the same thing with talking. If I can't sit down with you and have a dialogue so I can understand your side of the story, I'm never going to learn anything. If we just shut people down, nobody's going to learn and we're not going to move forward. And this, again, is where I think podcasting can come in and save the day by having an open dialogue, 
by presenting facts that we can back up in our show notes with links to where we got the information and openly say, hey, if this is wrong, if this website is caca a poo-poo, because let's face it, just because I read it on the internet doesn't mean it's true. And that's a whole other thing that we have to realize that maybe the facts we're using have been manufactured. And that means we need to do some research. And the problem with that is it takes time. And that's why, going back to the mainstream media, I think that's why the mainstream media is putting out such garbage. We didn't get so much garbage when the news wasn't 24-7. We need to give these people a break. Let's turn off 24-hour news. How about we get the news every, I don't know, four hours, maybe every 12 hours, And give these folks some time to actually do some research so they can present the facts as opposed to go, 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 get this on the air quick. It's crazy. Podcasting can boost your audience by giving them something they can't get anyplace else. And that is the truth. And if you're thinking, hey, you know what? I wouldn't mind being kind of my own journalist and talking about the things that I want to talk about. Well, there's one place to go, and that is the schoolofpodcasting.com. I'm going to help you pick the right equipment so you don't spend a ton of money that you don't need to spend. I'm going to help you with things like mic placement. I'm going to help you shape your content so that you have maximum effect with your audience. I'm going to help you find who your audience is and what they want so you don't sound stupid, so you don't waste your time putting out stuff that nobody wants. It's all there. Schoolofpodcasting.com. Step-by-step tutorials, live group coaching, and a private Facebook group filled with brilliant podcasting minds and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Use the coupon code LISTENER and you'll save 20% when you sign up. Schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Since we're kind of talking about truth and trying to peel back the curtain, which in itself is a phrase that's a little bit of jargonish, I want to talk about when you are looking to buy products or services in the podcasting area. And the one thing that just I don't get at all is when I see somebody say, first of all, everybody's number one. Have you noticed that? I'm the number one, at, like, I am the number one podcast hosted by a guy named Dave about podcasting. It's true. I'm number one. People love to say they're number one. And then what I love is you go to their website and there's either a know about page because you don't need to know who you're dealing with. You just need to know that you're listening to the number one podcast about podcasting hosted by a guy named Dave. I'm number one. And you don't need to know what I do or where I came from or if I have any experience at all. And then if you do have an about page, It's about how your, like what the service does. Like, hey, I help you plan, launch, and grow your podcast, but you don't actually know who you're dealing with. And I'm kind of weird. If I'm going to give you money, I kind of want to know, like, who's getting the money. I'm weird like that. If there's no about page, that's usually a pretty good sign. Uh, And then just keep asking the question, says who? So when it says, hey, the number one podcaster in Akron, Ohio says who, like what, where did that come from? Is there newspapers or some sort of, cause usually if you think about it, when there's some sort of accolade, 
you can either look it up or there's an asterisk and it'll say May issue of Akron Podcasting or whatever it is, right? So that's something to look into. Another one that means absolutely nothing. So when you hear this phrase, just go, yeah, that's nothing. And this one I laugh at, Amazon bestseller. I have a book, Profit From Your Podcast. You can find it at ProfitFromYourPodcast.com. And you know what? It's an Amazon bestseller. Now, what does that really mean? It means that for one day, it was the number one bestseller amongst new releases in whatever category I'm in. And here's what's great about this is people say I'm an Amazon bestseller. You're like, oh, wow, congratulations. If you actually go to the book, Profit From Your Podcast, you can see that either A, you don't need to sell many books to become an Amazon bestseller, or in this case, that book rose to number 65 in podcasting and webcasting. It was number one for a day, for the record, it was. Uh, And then it was number 142 in blogging, and it was number 178 in podcasts and websites. It was uh, released back in September 29th, 2020. So you can see if somebody says, I was the number one book, it's like, um, no, actually, no, you weren't. You know, I was number one in the new releases, which isn't really a category that carries on forever. So if somebody says I'm an Amazon bestseller, mm, okay, you know, and I'm kind of bummed because I had a screenshot of that at one point and I forgot to, uh, I somehow lost it. So those are things that make no sense. Uh, some other things that you kind of go, huh, empower. You'll hear a lot of people like, oh, this empowers you. And what they're basically saying is everybody is now empowered. And I like the the Lars Ulrich. If you've never heard that name, number one, it's fun to say. He's the drummer of Metallica. And he said, you need to put something fast next to something slow for it to sound fast. Because if everything is fast, it doesn't seem that fast. Bleeding edge is another marketing term. This is from Forbes. And again, if everybody says this, then it's not that special. Take it to the next level, because in theory, this means it makes something better. Well, shouldn't you want to make, isn't that what we're all doing? It says in practice, it means nothing. This is from Forbes again, mainly because nobody knows what the next level actually looks like or whether or not you've reached it. So that's kind of silly. Another one is premium. You know, we offer premium support. Okay, what what does that look like exactly? Again, it's just a fun word that makes things sound better. So be careful of that and realize, here's another fun one. We'll go back to podcasting. If somebody quotes you monthly downloads or total number of downloads, they are maybe not purposely because a lot of people do that. Monthly stats are not an indicator of really how popular you show your show is. Because think about it. If I said I had, I don't know, 20,000 downloads in a month, and you're like, wow, that's cool. And especially if I say, yeah, I only put out one episode a month. You're like, wow, that guy got 20,000 downloads. Nope, not true. Or if I said, yeah, I do a daily show. All of a sudden you go, oh, wait, 20,000 divided by 30, carry the one. Yeah, it's it, your your monthly downloads include all 
all of your podcasts, not just the episodes released in the current month, but all the episodes, in my case, going back to 2005. In fact, about 65% of the downloads I have in this month are from previous months. So when you look at your weekly and monthly downloads, that's actually a pretty good indicator of how your back episodes are going, your your back catalog. So don't get uh, too, and again, big numbers are impressive. If somebody gives you a big number, even for a month, just realize, don't go, wait, he does a monthly show, divide that by four, holy cow, he does 8 trillion downloads a month, or an episode. No, that's not the way that works. So, Start saying, says who? Start saying, here, here's another one that I, I think we need to start saying to ourselves as kind of reporters, as people in the entertainment industry, as people in the educational industry, and that is so that you can. So that you can. You know, today I'm doing a show with my brother. And we're going to talk about what's going on in our daily lives. Okay, so that I can what? So that, like, what's in it for me? Remember your audience. It's it's what's in it for them. You know, today, uh, me and my brother are going to talk about our classic toys that we use growing up. Okay, so that you can... What? What's what's in it for the audience? And I'm starting to see, and this is somewhat related, this isn't kind of jargon-ish. This isn't people not doing reporting, but it is, again, not digging deep enough. And realize that there are two types of exchanges between people. What I mean by this is there's a conversation. And I could have a conversation with you. Let's say we meet and there's no COVID at an event and we sit down and we talk about each other and, and you talk about your family and I talk about my family and where we live and why we like podcasts. Okay. It's a great conversation. It's honest. It's from the heart, but is that really entertainment? And I'm starting to see people that have conversations and think it's a show. And in my opinion, again, going back to being completely honest, In my opinion, not every conversation equals entertainment. Not every conversation is going to make people laugh, cry, think, groan, educate, or entertain. Again, laugh, cry, think, groan, educate, or entertain. Because if you're not doing any of those, you're boring. And the reason I say that is I'm seeing people now that have been having conversations for months, but want to now monetize. And by all means, Have those conversations. Have fun talking with your friends and your new friends across the internets. And you love talking about whatever it is you're talking about. But realize if you want somebody to pay for this, there has to be a so that you can. So that you can, the listener, can do this. Because people will pay to be transformed And advertisers, which, by the way, is the worst way to monetize your show, will put their brand in front of something if you're giving valuable stuff to the audience so that they can blank, whatever that is. So I realize this is a little different episode, sounded really like a long rant, but I I truly do believe that truth is under fire. And I think we need to 
look at each other, the fifth habit in the book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, habit number five is understand before being understood. And I think that's getting lost in translation somewhere. And it really can be very, very valuable. I'll leave with one story here. And there was a guy, I was on his show. I was his third guest. And he did some really stupid things on Twitter, like really stupid, like holy cow. And the first two guests went to the podcaster and said, I want you to take down my episode. And they kind of reached out to me and said, hey, Dave, aren't you going to pull your episode? This person is a creep. And what I did was I emailed that person. I said, hey, you know, when you interviewed me, you didn't seem like a creep. Can you give me your side of the conversation? And the answer was this person got like blotto drunk, like toasted, wasted, like, oh, wow, like almost unconscious kind of drunk and got on Twitter and did some really stupid stuff. He profusely apologized. And from what I understand, the person that he obviously said nasty things to forgave that person. And I was like, okay, well, if they can forgive you, so can I. And oh, by the way, I'm watching you. So if you really do something else stupid, yeah, I'm going to ask to have, I don't want to be associated with you, but it doesn't hurt to say, what's your side of the story on that? When I was married, one of the best habits I started to do was a understand when my buttons were being pushed. Like, you know how you start to feel the hair on the back of your neck and when, in this case, my spouse would, would kind of serve me a zinger, instead of zinging her back in this case, I would say, why did you just say that? Not to derail the conversation, but just to say, like, why did you just say that? What's going on? What are you feeling right now? I'm like, I'm not trying to end the conversation. We're going to go back to this topic. I just need to know right now, why did you say that? Understand before being understood. And I'm here to tell you, communication is great when it happens. I just think right now we have different pockets of people who are only talking to those people. And if we, and then this is where I say it's a different episode. We as a society don't learn to talk to each other and learn from each other. I I, I don't know what's going to happen. I really don't. Really, really don't. I think that's a scary thing. And I, maybe that's my educational background. I want everybody to learn from everybody. And uh, man, can't we all just get along? You know? So with that, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget, I should mention, that the question of the month, if you have a co-host, I need that by this Friday. That is the 23rd of April, 2021. The question of the month is, if you have a co-host, how did you choose and or find your co-host? And of course, tell us a little bit about your show and where we can find that. And you can leave your answer at schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. Everything you need is out there at schoolofpodcasting.com. And this is episode number 771. So you can see the notes for this episode at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 771. Thanks so much for joining me. Until next week, class is dismissed. Come and join me on my quest to rid the world 
of Boring Podcast. Take care, everybody. And, and here's the interesting thing. Where do I get my podcast from? Where do I get my podcast from? Is the fact that the truth is becoming very, very blurly. Blurly, yes. Man, I think most white people and black people are great people. I really believe that in my heart. But I think our system is set up where our politicians, whether they're Republicans or Democrats, are designed to make us not like each other so they can keep their grasp of money and power. They divide and conquer. I truly believe in my heart most white people and black people are awesome people, but we're so stupid following our politicians, whether they are Republicans or Democrats. And their only job is, hey, let's make these people not like each other. We don't live in their neighborhoods. We all got money. Let's make the whites and blacks not like like each other. Let's make rich people and poor people not like each other. Uh, let's let's scramble the middle class. I truly believe that in my heart.